Welcome to Last Time On. This is the podcast for everyone who wants to watch all of this prestige television, but honestly, who's got time for all that? I know I don't. I'm Jafar. And I am Ben. And Jafar. You are welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Well, I will say I was gonna I was gonna preface our cold open here with a little bit of uh, how do you feel about your choice? I'm guessing the answer based off of that is strongly. Uh, I said I wanted a prestige TV show with roundhouse kicks. Jafar did it deliver. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Sure did. Yes, it did. There were... Did you count? Five distinct kung fu fights in this show. Uh, this one episode. Now... I hated most of them. <gasps> I mean, the... They're... Okay, it's not that I hated most of them. It's I, I specifically was very upset at two of them. <laughs> okay. Well, and they were for moments which we will discuss when we get there. I I I am able to suspend my like suspend my disbelief and go from one side where I've done lots of sword fighting yes. over to my other half of my brain where I'm just like I don't care it's John Woo. Nobody needs to reload. Shoot them Chow Yun Fat. Shoot them more times. <laughs> <laughs> um and I was in the happy part of my brain where I'm just like I don't care how much force it takes to break a neck. He can do it with his wrist. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I cannot do that. And um, I've talked about this on uh, Who Are You? My Babylon 5 watchcast before. And we have talked about it on Draft the Universe, our previous podcast before this one. Uh, but both of us have a history of actual sword fighting. Yes. It's something that we did together. Um, we've done... Uh, both fake sword fighting and then actual historical European martial arts, mm. studying historic texts and recreating plays and maneuvers and actual sword fighting from the 13th century on. Mm -hmm. um, so we both have taught these, these classes as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, we do have a little bit of knowing what we're actually talking about when it comes to sword fighting and uh, or martial prowess in general. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I have a big problem with the worst spear fighter ever who's in this episode. Yeah, I mean, he's real bad, but he's also a nomad bumpkin who doesn't know what he's doing. Jafar, we both fought this guy who picked up a spear for the first time, and it worked pretty well against other guys who don't know what they're doing. That is that is why the spear is one of the most prevalent weapons in the medieval era. It's really hard to fuck up. Pointy end goes in other dude, mm -hmm. um, and you stand very far away from them, and this dude fucks that up. It's in the first fight scene. We'll get we'll, to it. We'll get to it. I will complain more then, dear listener. I think part of what might be the difference here is, in addition to all the stuff we have just talked about, I also teach fight choreography, mm -hmm. which is a similar but different beast. I go into my wife's school twice a year and teach her drama kids, hey, here's how you do a sword fight in a in a play. Yeah. And here's how you don't hurt yourself. And don't hurt each other. Yeah. And so far, no kids have gotten hurt. I've gotten hit in the face, but no kids have gotten hit in the face. And that's a win. Uh, that's a win. Piss on you. I'm working for Mel Brooks. Not in the face. 100% that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> so initial impressions on this show. Do you have anything you want to say? I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, I'm mad that I'm not going to be able to just go and watch the next episode. 
I am so okay with skipping episodes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I if if my complaint about Breaking Bad was that the show was too well put together that it made our job doing improv bits difficult. I have the exact opposite fear, the inverse fear here, where this show is going to be so poorly put together that none of it will make sense regardless. Oh, I'm thinking I I th- I was imagining Hey, it looks like it's not as tightly written, but like a lot of stuff has been telegraphed. Yeah. So I feel like, hey, I've got an idea of what's coming next. It's not going to be the giant mind-blowing plot twists of a Breaking Bad where it's suddenly here we're dealing with, you know, Mexican cartels. Yeah. You know, we're going to end up dealing with all of the other barons and all this stuff, but we should probably level set with everyone. (laughs) <laughs> Explain what the heck this show is. Um, would you like me to do that? Yeah, I mean, if you were to ask me what this show is right now in a sentence or two, I would say you don't have to worry about passing the Bechtel test if you never take it, is the vibe I get from this show right off the bat. Well, we had... Oh, no, there's no... Two female characters do not speak to each other. No, but show. there are there are and more there, than a handful of there are female characters. Three female characters, two have speaking parts. Or four. Four so, and three have speaking parts. Apologies. Vale, Lydia, Jade, and who was the fourth? Oh, uh and uh the, 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 the widow. widow. Yeah. You know, I have seen shows with worse amounts of female representation. It is true, none of them interacted in this episode. And uh, it's yeah. not even like they didn't have reason to at any point. Short of Sonny's uh, prosthetic artist? Yeah. What, what would you Vail. say she does? Uh, yeah, Vale. Um, I, I called mechanist. her a prosthetics doctor. Yeah. Her interacting with any of the other female characters would probably feel a little out of place. Yeah. But the other three should be interacting and don't. Well, except it's... Arrival to the Baron, the Baron's yeah. wife, and then the Baron's other soon-to-be commoner wife. Mm-hmm. Like, these are people I can see, like, we do not interact. So we'll see where the show goes. We'll see where the show goes. I have optimism, not because the show's earned it, but because I am optimistic. I have optimism because the show starts off in media poppy fields, and we see within five minutes... A lot of roundhouse kicks. You think anybody wants a roundhouse kick to the face while I'm wearing these bad boys? And good kung fu fights. Yeah, we open on a little plot dump explaining that we are in a post-apocalyptic dystopia. The year 2000. (laughs) Everyone agrees, motorcycles and leather, cool. Guns, not cool. Yeah, guns are gone, tailors are in. We did not see if this is true in this episode. But I have to wonder if they also banned archery. In the uh, plot synopsis I read last time, crossbows are a going concern. Okay. Because if the whole point is to have a cool scenario where everyone does martial arts, archery's going to ruin that real quick. Well, but I mean, I'm sure you were going to get somebody who's like doing like some really cool mounted, you know, Mongolian style archery later. And then somebody else who's re- doing really cool, like, I'm blocking your bo- your arrows with my sword. Yeah, uh, or your fists. There's going to be some arrows blocked by a fist at some point in the show. I don't know that we'll see it. I'm not going to put it in my official predictions. But I, I can imagine be somebody shocked. catching an arrow. That yeah. would be so cool. Yeah. It is one thing I liked about this, and I was explaining it to my wife. It is post-post-apocalypse. Yes. So it is the wasteland those, phase is over. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, it's you. Are, we are past the. Oh my god! How am I going to survive? I'm eating old cans of dog food. Phase of after the war, and now society has somehow reestablished itself. There are cities. There are towns. There are people with skills. Yes, and like generational change. Like, yeah, they've got gasoline figured out. Yeah. Somebody is making tailored leather vests. Somebody is forging awesome katana swords. There's a town with power. Yeah. But there are clearly haves and have-nots, but stuff is figured out. Yep. Hey, we have the infrastructure to have slavery. <laughs> um, yep. 
speaking of which, our introduction to the setting is a clipper due on what seems like kind of sheriff duty. Mm-hmm. He's uh, finding, he finds some killed cogs. Which are, are just th- Are these slaves? Yeah. yeah. So a bunch of dead people on a chain gang, and then the guards have axes in their faces. Everybody mm-hmm. left their dead. And one person has been removed from the chain gang. Yep. So he follows their trail and finds a bunch of bandits, and they've got this big chest, and he makes, like, Brad Pitt. Oh, what's in the box? Uh, I also... Jafar? Yes, Question ben? for you. If you were a bandit... Okay. Or a bandito... Okay, banditos, man. You got to watch out for those banditos. Perhaps even a marauder. Ooh. If you attacked a convoy of some kind, mm-hmm. how deep into the tree line would you go before you lit a fire and just hung out with your bros? Well, how deep I would go into the tree line and light a fire is a very different answer than most people. <laughs> I am possibly a bad person to ask that question to. I'll go ahead and admit that I do not, I'm not someone who fetishizes the apocalypse. Right. I I know people like that who they're like, oh man, can't wait for the zombie apocalypse. I'm going to do all this stuff. It's going to be great. But I am someone who, how do I want to say this? Uh, grew up in a household that was probably abnormally paranoid about personal and home security. Yes. And living that life as a child and... Going camping in that life as a child and doing other kind of survivalist stuff from time to time has probably, well, my therapist would say, (laughs) irrevocably changed my outlook on life and how to be alive. Perhaps that might be a little harsh. My therapist would probably be more chill than that. Mm -hmm. But... Something along those lines, for sure. It would be something that I would be very cognizant of, and I feel like it is something that this group is not at all aware of. This is a group of bandits who has never been threatened once in their life. Well, Jafar, if I might throw in my own two cents. Of course. Do a little uh, psychoanalysis, use my Bachelor's of Psychology a little bit. Oh, I forgot you have one of those. Yes, I know. I feel like there's a certain number of spider bites you can get before you're like, I don't want to live in the woods anymore, and you hey, have crossed that threshold. <laughs> look, that was only one bad spider bite, and the doctor made sure it wasn't cancer, okay? There was one bad one. There were many spider bites. <laughs> and I only think the a bad certain... one counts. No, but I think there's a certain number of spider bites before you're like, you know what? I don't want to live in the woods in a post-apocalypse. This kind of blows. <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> Anywho, so our our hero, we do not know their name yet. Nope. Wanders into a camp, st- mm-hmm. puts down his uh, motorcycle kickstand, takes off his sword, yeah, and then walks towards them, at which point they say, hey, fuck off. And he's like, how about you tell me what's in the box? And they're like, how about no? How about no, you crazy Dutch bastard? Hey, one guy, go fight him. And what happens to that one guy, Jafar? He gets wrecked. Did you catch what he was fighting with? Look, it was a... It was a sword made out of a fan blade. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. I actually... These bandits have very interesting weaponry Mm -hmm. because all of it is very ad hoc, kind of like you would expect to see kind of zombie apocalypse-y stuff, but also like completely removing any sense on how any of this would possibly work. Yeah. Um, it did. It did. I did appreciate once I saw more of the sword. Cause at first I was very, very angry. It was a very thick sword because number one rule of swords, do not stick your sword in the dirt to have it stand up. Oh yeah, for sure. That's like basics. But if it's a, a big choppy sword without a sharp front edge or tip, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you're only going to dull the blade on, like, the, the first part that you're inch. not... If, if I'm not stabbing, yeah. then it doesn't... It, so, I, at first, I was the very, part of the very angry. The don't really use. Like, yeah. the very tip of the sword yeah. uh, for slashing is very rarely used. Yeah. 
Uh, so I Especially was, by someone as bad at it at this. Yeah, these <laughs> these guys do, like, there is some, some fun kung fu action, but it is very, like, very clear these guys are, there are a dozen of us, no one ever messes with us. Yeah. Oh no, uh, what happens when we run into somebody who knows what they're doing? Someone, one of these guys had a baseball bat that had a slot cut out of the center of it mm-hmm. and had two table saw blades bolted yes. in. Yes. That was some Dead Island stuff. I loved it. Have you thought about how that would work? Think about a table saw blade and the curve. The sharp bit is on the inside of that blade. It would be literally impossible to cut someone with a blade, with a table saw blade using it like that. You would have to catch them at just the right angle and swing in a big arc to kind of like cut in and get someone. I don't think you're worried about that. I think you're worried about just catching them with the pointy hooks and... It doesn't matter. It just hurts real bad. Yeah. Like, I I know where the sharp bit on a table saw blade is. I do not want to get hit with a bat with two of them duct taped onto it. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, there's a guy here who's got a spear. And as I already said, he is possibly the worst spear fighter in history. His first move is to take two steps in and put his blade past our clipper. Yes. Like... Uh, before he even tries to get a stabby in. Like, just let your other dude fight him, and when you're ten feet away... Pokey, pokey. Pokey, pokey, pokey. Yeah. Take out this dude's legs. He's going to be a lot less of a problem without working legs. For those of you who uh, didn't watch the show, Clipper is a term for, like, soldiers for the local lordly people. Yeah. Uh, the so Barons in, yes. in this provincial case. Yeah. I am interested to see if that remains true elsewhere. Yeah, so we have our our main character, our hero, our clipper, just wrecks the heck out of these guys. Uh, one guy breaks his back so bad his feet are on his ears. Yep. Uh, breaks another guy's neck with his wrist, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. while the leader of these banditos watches on. Yeah, he mercs these dudes pretty effortlessly. <laughs> We go to theme after killing the bandit leader with a spit roast. Yes. Not on a spit roast, with a spit roast. Yes. Uh, also, Jafer, I did appreciate we got the number one move in all martial arts in this fight scene. The roundhouse kick? No, a dick kick. He keeps kicking me in the dick. Why? Why does he keep kicking me in the dick? Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did appreciate. Hey, uh, I'm just fighting eight guys. I'm just going to kick you in the dick and move on to the next guy. <laughs> yep. After theme, we open the box. The missing cog is in there. And uh, yep. I can already tell I'm going to be asking this a lot. But if they had any kind of projectile, why not use it? Like the cog starts to run away. He reaches down to where the bandit leader was standing, picks up a bola and yeah. throws it. Why did he not throw this bola before any of his dudes fought him? Like, even if it would just have been a distraction until dude one with the fan blade sword could get up there, that is still worthwhile. Could have been somebody else's bolo. I just, uh, I, there's a reason I don't watch a lot of Kung Fu movies and it's because they like, the suspension of disbelief required is not capable. I'm not capable of. Oh, I I see. As somebody who at one point in our LARPing days ran into a problem where it's, okay, so there's a situation where you want a sword or an axe or maybe a spear. I'll just carry them all. Uh, yeah. And ran into the problems of now I'm the dad trying to get his kids down to the beach and I just get killed uh, because I'm carrying a minivan's worth of crap with me. <laughs> I understand the like, okay, I'm leaving these things here and just fighting with one thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but I can understand not bringing the bola with you to a melee fight, but you would engage with a projectile before you got to that point, but it'd be way less cool. Yeah, but also... And that's the only real answer most yeah. of the time with these, and that's that's where my problem lies. And see, my pro- I don't have a problem, because it was more cool. Uh, <laughs> I was fine with it. <laughs> hey, uh, have, having him throw the bolo earlier would have been dumb, 
So we'll save it for now when it's cool. <laughs> Dear exactly one listener of this podcast who's seen this show before, if you're thinking to yourself right now, man, Chafer's going to be upset at a lot of this, you're probably right. And for uh, if you're thinking, oh man, Ben's probably going to slip deeper and deeper into apologism as uh, Jafar gets angrier and angrier, you know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might have th- thought this show was a seven and a half or an eight. Because of the, the confrontation, it's now a ten. <laughs> I, w- I will get into the Badlands tattooed on my back. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute (laughs) but first we have a hard cut we return to our clipper who's finishing up a mass grave he asks the kid in the box why he survived and lane staley tells him someone named the widow wanted him alive yep we finally get a name for our main character yep his name is sunny Mm -hmm. and we get to team armadillo fort yes i hope all of the barons and their forts are animal and color-coded. I secretly want this to be a Legends of the Hidden Temple spinoff. So badly. Well, the choice is yours, and yours alone. (laughs) Next, plow through the wall, which hopefully works this time, because honestly, I've seen like a dozen teams lose here because it's not really well-made. No. I don't know. Uh... (laughs) Uh, Anyways, the Red Armadillo Clan, uh, we get a bit here by both showing and telling. We see the poppy fields again, the plantation home, the sexist military practices of letting all the boys have a chance to become clippers and the women have no chance to increase their station in society. Well, we don't know that. They just can't be soldiers. One of them is everyone a prosthetics else, doctor. Everyone else in this clan or barony, I suppose, farms poppies. Those are the two jobs. We, we, no, we saw somebody who is a prosthetic. Not doctor. in the clan. Not not in well, the but barony. In the surrounding area of the place that's like protected by these people. I am of it's the right opinion the that wall. everyone on this plantation, except for the Baron and his family, is a slave. Oh, I'm, there is a lot of slavery going on. I am not. I am not an apologist for that. <laughs> I know. I, I not. I would not say that of you, Ben. Last time on. Anti-slavery. <laughs> That's our. That is our poster. <laughs> Slavery equals bad. Uh, oh no. Yeah. So uh, we get to a meeting where our young kid is brought in with all the other young boys, where they are told, "Hey, you can either work the fields or fight for a chance to be my soldiers, my clippers." Yep. We meet the Baron, who. I know I have seen this guy in something before, and I this is, again, one of those things where it's like, I want to this guy so bad. I am 99% sure he was in Lord of the Rings, but it is so close, but so far from me. He's, he's giving me not quite Angus McFadden vibes. <laughs> uh, if you remember, if you know who that is, it's uh, Robert the Bruce from Braveheart. And he's holding up a Bible saying, in the Badlands, there is no God. I feed I'm you. Your I salvation. Clothe, yeah. yeah, I clothe you. You know, real cult leader stuff. Uh, For sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Also, Jafar. Yeah. If one thing we find out is all of these barons, they control one thing. Yes. If you were to pick your top seven things, would opium be on the top seven? (laughs) No, (laughs) but uh, we do not see. Do we see alcohol at all? Yes. Okay. Later on, Sonny, our main character, drinks while. Oh, that's right. I was going to say. Um, you if definitely... that is their only narcotic, yeah, or... yeah. If there's if there is nothing to take the edge of living in post 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 apocalyptica off, uh, besides opium, then yeah. sure, yeah. Things have condensed. You, there's no. It's not marijuana, coke, reefer, or marijuana is reefer. A heroin, fentanyl, oxy. It's just all opium. <laughs> now, wouldn't it have been funny if they were like the blue armadillo clan and were making meth? Oh. And by funny, I mean terrible for that society. Yeah. But, but but funny for us, having chosen the show unknowingly. Yes. But, I mean, we are now following and another group of Legends of the Hidden Temple and Breaking Bad in a shared universe, which I'm interested to explore the possibilities of. 
You must get to the center of the temple to find Walter White's RV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so everybody is... He's all pumped up and ready to fight for the Baron to increase their station, at which point we see uh, Sonny get called to the front of the class. Sonny is our main character. Yes. And he is to take off his vest, and we see he is all zazzed up. He is tatted out. And seems they use base seven? It would be base eight. Base eight. Seven slashes and one across? Yeah. So, like, binary is base two? Yes. Uh, because zero and one are the only numbers. Mm-hmm. So uh, they would be using base eight, presumably, possibly base nine. Um, I could see you counting in either direction. I have a whole spiel about this later. <laughs> but then later we find out he's killed off 404 people. And mm-hmm. if we're if we switch back to base eight, that's like an, what 50 less people he would have killed. Yeah. Also, one fun thing, if you want to count in base 8, and you wonder, like, how does somebody's brain work that way, count in between your fingers, and that is how you visualize counting in base 8. Yes, there are societies on Earth that do this. You can also do base 12, where you count the knuckles on your fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a number of different uh, mathematical bases outside of our base 10 system. But one rules, because all your base belong to us. <sighs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> the Baron says. Uh, anyways, the Baron sends Lane to the pit when his nepo baby son shows up, asking why he wasn't involved in his dad's big plans. He said, "Hey, you you said that the missing the missing slaves were my my job, and it's like, well, the, it didn't seem that hard to find them. One guy drove on a motorcycle outside of town, found the dead people, and then came back with the one alive person. Were you going to go find them, or were you just going to order the same dude to go do it, too? Or, if you wanted to do it, you could have just done it. He could have rolled out there with six guards, yeah. killed those same banditos, mm-hmm. and been back. <laughs> uh, this isn't like he was had to take a... Like, a a multi-day trek somewhere. <laughs> he's not taking the ring to Mordor. He's going to the CVS on the corner. This kid is clearly a spoiled warmonger and an idiot. Fail son? Fail son? Fail son. <laughs> he is, uh... He is... Is it Faramir? Well, except Faramir isn't a fail son. He's just not... Is Boromir the fail son? No, because both of them are are good at what they do, only Faramir isn't... Uh, oh, Faramir is treated like a fail son, and he shouldn't be. Yes, he actually is, like, really, really good at his job, but you're not Boromir. And this, this kid, the Baron's son, is giving off, like, real, like, hey, if we don't go and, like, attack people now, everyone will think we're weak. You know, I gotta show I'm alpha bro energy. Oh, yeah. And it's really funny because we find out that our main character is Sonny, but this guy is giving off the Sonny vibes. Well, Sonny is giving off Michael vibes, if we're to talk Godfather. Yes. Which, if you ever want, I can explain the Godfather to you. That's good, Ben. The last thing the internet needs is another white dude deciding that they're going to talk about the Godfather. Oh, looks like this beach was a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beat you off right now, Ken. I'll beat you off with you any day, Ken. We learn that the missing cog's name is MK. Yes, and we later see him go ultra. Yes, uh, he has a medallion on it with a city. So he's probably like a prince or some bullshit. Well, but also, he is like... A slavey, slavey, slave, who is now uh, a fight slave. Why is he allowed to keep personal effects? <laughs> like, you've got a gold medallion? Yoink. <laughs> I have already given up on trying to make any sense of this show, Ben. Well, you know the reason why he's allowed to keep it, so that the dumbass kid can steal it, and we can have a story. Yep. After this, Laris talks some shit to the Baron about how he's Polly now, and she oh, does yeah. not give a single fuck. So this is the, this is the Baron's wife, Lydia, Lydia, which I did not expect to have a Lydia through line. Uh, Laris being the character she plays in Star Trek Picard. Oh, yeah. I knew I recognized her. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we have the Baron, the Baron's wife, and the Baron is now getting married <gasps> to a commoner. But, your highness, she's a commoner. Her slurm will taste foul. Ugh. I like, I like 16-year-old commoner. And she is talking about how three of the other barons have refu- uh, RSVP'd no. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I'm not going to your destination second wedding. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, come on, Aunt Stacy. I'm, I'm not flying to Barbados for nine days. Right. It was rude of you to ask. <laughs> yep. The Baron's tinnitus acts up as Lydia asks them to let their nepo baby baby Ryder. Of course, his name is Ryder. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> do he's... more around the barony. Hey, he's already given him control of a team of disaster-fighting dogs who handle low-stakes catastrophes. I'm Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, we'll be there on the double. I'm so glad that I don't know what you're talking about right now. Paw Patrol, man. I am so glad I don't know what you're talking about right now, man. <laughs> and then later the dogs get superpowers for some reason. Okay. Look, when there's I... trouble, they'll be there on the double, okay? That's... Chippendale Rescue Rangers, not Paw Patrol. It's also Paw Patrol. That's so frustrating. Anyway, so a child's cartoon can't reuse a rhyme? That is their bread and butter, (laughs) Jafar. The Baron knows his son is a piece of shit and not fit to lead, but Mama don't care. And they uh, hang out in the scheming gardens together. Yes. As the Baron gets his flirt on. Yeah, a big theme of this show is somebody is always watching you. There's a lot of that. I always feel like somebody's watching me. And I get no privacy. Whoa. And uh, Lydia is really giving off uh, Livia vibes. Do you know (laughs) Livia uh, from Roman history? Oh, no. Uh, Sorry. So I uh, thought you said Lydia again and was talking about Beetlejuice. No. Continue. I've never seen Beetlejuice. Uh, well, don't say it again. I won't. Okay. So Livia, Augustus's wife, grand uh, mother, grandmother, and great grandmother to the following four emperors, mm-hmm. and basically it was everything that went wrong with the early hundred years of Rome was oh I bet Livia's behind it, and part of it was she was around so long that she was just like I can, I can tell everybody what's going on. I I'm I'm not stupid. And everybody's like, oh, what could a woman know? And it's like, well, I've been around four emperors. (laughs) Um, I kind of know where the bodies are buried. Also, two of them were nuts. And so she had to run a lot of crowd control. So this definitely feels like, okay, we've got a fail son and a mom who knows what she's doing. Mom is going to rule through the fail son. After this, Sonny goes to town to spend some time with his naked tutor. Well, first we see that Sonny has a compass. Yes. And the compass has the same symbol as our kid MK's pendant. What are the chances this compass doesn't point north? I think it points north. We don't know yet. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and guess. I guess I should save that for the predictions. Yeah. And uh, Ryder shows up to Sonny and he's just like, Dad only listens to you? And, and so you need you need to tell Dad what I, what I think is good because he only ever listens to you. I'm a fail son. <laughs> and then Sonny goes to town to yes. spend some time with his naked tutor. Who um, is teaching him to read? And not count in base eight. Uh... Did you notice or, there's also, there's eight dashes behind the Into the Badlands logo? I did not. But that is the number of barons. Yes. Do you think they just do this because of the number of barons and they've chosen this mathematical base for symbolism rather than any practical application? Because that hurts me on the inside. It's possible. But it's also, hey, we have eight people who rule this area. Hey, we're so full of ourselves. You now must count in base eight. Yes. Does make sense. But you would think they would count in bait in a... You think that would make them count in base nine, though. But there's eight of them. Exactly. There is no number eight in base eight. Oh, because that would be ten. Well, it would be seven. Yeah, so eight is ten. Yes. So, yes, so you you would count... If you go one, two, three, four, five, five, six, six, seven, seven, eight, eight, 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, yes. 17, 18, that 21, is, 22, 23. But that is base 9. And the tattoos are in base 8. No, because I don't. if you don't say 10, 20, it's still base 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, that's still base 8. Oh, so you remove 0. Yes. Okay. That is not how math works, because math needs zeros. That's true. Math does need zeros. <laughs> math needs zeros <laughs> very badly. Math without zeros does not work. The largest number is about 45 billion, although mathematicians suspect that there may be even larger numbers. But, uh, Jafar, did you, did, when Sonny is meeting with his, his sex tutor, yeah. uh, did you notice... Sex tutor. Did you notice the thing that was totally setting me off this entire time? No, Ben. The back of her bedroom, all of the walls, covered in books with candles Candles. on top of them. (laughs) And it's like, great for aesthetics, bad for fire safety. Uh, I understand it is the post-post-apocalypse. Probably not that many books. Maybe don't burn them all or damage them all with wax, lady. I don't care if you are one of four people in town who can read. These need to be preserved. His lady friend tells him that she's Prager's. <laughs> and the penalty for this is death. Yes. I'm guessing this is a Clipper thing to keep them loyal. Yes. If in the preview I read, Clippers are not allowed to have families. Okay. So you can have, you can have intercourse. You cannot have children. Uh, Which feels like a thing he should have known. And precautions could have been taken. So the Baron, when talking to the gullible children, tells them that they can have their choice of women. Yeah. Uh, which, one... Gross. Gross. Uh, two, gay erasure. Three, what's the... Uh, is the, I'm wondering why this is okay. Do you think that there's forced sterilization on the plantation? No. No? No, I think it's more... I'm I'm assuming, and part of the thing is we see that the the Baron's commoner wife has an armadillo tattooed on her hand. Mm-hmm. I am guessing there is a procedure in place for the women that the the soldiers interact with. Sonny has just gone outside of the yes. general... Yeah, it feels like Sony's gone out of the uh, hey, we have a bunch of choices. Yeah, we have a bunch of women on birth control. Hey, y- so you think they've got birth control put together? I don't know. They got motorcycles. They got relatively advanced prosthetics. They've got tattoo guns. Fair, but not. I don't know. We'll see where the technology is. I mean, it might it might be very simple birth control of. You just can't have babies anymore. That is not birth control. It, it controls the oh, ability to have oh, birth. Oh, 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 are you talking about forced sterilization? As in the thing that I prompted this conversation with? I don't have think... Have we come back around? I don't think the men have been forced sterilized. Oh, I don't think that... Well, clearly the men haven't been forced sterilized. Yes. But also, if if I don't think the women have been, because otherwise, what's the point in marrying one if I am a barren... Well, not, not all of the women. Yeah. But I think the women with the tattoos on their hands are, that is what they are. It's, the whole thing is just fucking skeezy. Oh, yeah. It's super skeezy. And it's worth saying that aloud. And and I'm looking very much forward to when all of these people get stabbed in the face. There's going to be a lot of that. But maybe not, because Vale is talking about it with Sonny. And it's talking about rumors of stuff beyond the Badlands. But there's nothing beyond the Badlands. Yeah, maybe the the show's not named Beyond the Badlands. It's named In the Badlands. Into the Badlands. So. Yeah. She's convinced that he is redeemable, though. Yes. When he says otherwise to nope. scene cut. But it feels like, hey, I know I can be murdered for this. Yeah. you can, There are ways to, to be around this. Um, then we cut to Sonny getting more tattoos. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe you think he'll get a kitten next. The thrill seems to be out of it, getting all of these base eight tally marks. So, Oh, something like a else. kitten tattoo? Yeah, or some, just some, something different. Maybe a motorcycle? He does like his motorcycle. A big eagle on his chest? Ooh, that could be cool. 
an armadillo like a around his uh, belly button. Ooh, that's a good place for go that. All, go all Batista. Buddy guy. Batista will throw you off the surface of the Earth and into space, and you'll hit the moon, you'll go through the moon, you'll go to space and die. That's real. That happened. I do hope we see more of Ringo, the tattoo artist. He seemed cool. MK gets bunk checked and then thrown into a fight. When he sees his own blood, his eyes gets cloudy and his cataracts click kick in. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. That was a typo. I'm sorry. His eyes get cloudy and he kips up and kicks out. Sorry. Yes. He kicks the kid into a mirror. It breaks. Shards go flying. He, he catches, catches a shard one. in midair. <laughs> and throws it into the kid's eye. Damn. Yeah, this was cool as heck. Ajax, the, the douchebag kid, finds out that when dealing with MK, no one makes me bleed my own blood. And this also means now we are going to have a, a D-bag kid character with an eye patch. That's going to be classic. Awesome. It's going to be cool as heck. Sonny sees this whole thing. After commercial, Sonny has taken MK to his cabin and asked some questions. He needs the truth. MK says it's been this way since he was little, and I swear to fuck right now, if we don't get Kung Fu Baby flashbacks... <laughs> Kung Fu Babies, we're throwing roundhouse kicks at you. We will fucking riot. <laughs> I don't think we're getting Kung Fu Baby. We deserve a Kung Fu Baby flashback, damn it. Okay. But we find out that there is a... a City on the beyond the Badlands. Azra. Yep. Ooh. MK is from there. He left with his mom because uh, when when he sees his own blood, he goes crazy and beats the crap out of people. Or worse. Um, which, you know, okay, like, if you get attacked, that's one thing. But if it's like, oops, I... I uh, clipped my fingernails a little too close and I, I got a hangnail and oh no, I'm bleeding <laughs> and now I roundhouse kicked grandma. You know, I can see that being a problem. <laughs> yeah, like oh no, I ate Thai food and White Castle in the same day and then you go to the bathroom and, <laughs> and now I'm drop kicking you because my pants are still around my ankles. Yeah, they. so he and his mother went in search for a doctor who could cure him. They were separated and his mother is Somewhere out there, no, 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 you can having think. a kung fu fight. <laughs> so we go through all this in the morning. Sonny is looking out past the barony as the Baron oh. watches Sonny from afar. But before, at uh, in in the in the conversation with MK, he's like, "Hey, don't do anything stupid." And MK gives him the most perfect, I'm going to do something even stupider now, face. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. You thought Ryder was the fail son. Oh, you fucking watch you thought, out. You thought he was hella dumb. Just you wait. Uh, you think yes. it's lead? I'm assuming it's lead poisoning. It's possibly lead. But yes, yeah, so the Baron is spying on, on Sonny, which... All this family seems to do is spy on people. <laughs> There's more of it later. Sweet spyglass, though. Yeah. We then cut into Sonny going into town at night for a dramatic in-the-rain fight scene by a bunch of ninjas in bowler hats. Yes. Uh, so there's a menacing Studebaker, and uh, in my notes I wrote, Oh, it's on! Bowler hat bad guys! <laughs> <laughs> this would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultraviolence. But... Did you notice it's the one time so far Sonny wears two swords? And I'm just like, oh, he's going down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did notice a lot of very bad, very flashy sword fighting. Yeah. I exactly what I wanted from this. I get so angry when someone has two swords and they fight like they've got one sword. Or four guys all attack shit. from the same direction so I can block them all at the same time. Right. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, it makes me happy inside. I'm going to block with two swords instead of one. Because that, that's double the block. That's totally how that works. Yep. So there is a big fight. One guy does a big flip off of a balcony and jumps in after he kills the first four. Yep. And it seems to be more of an evenly matched fight. And then finally it ends with 
the four initial bowler hat bad guys, and then ninja cowboy Lin Manuel Miranda all dead. <laughs> and then the Studebaker door opens, and a lady gets out. And here's where we found out that our armadillo baron is called Quinn. Yes. Uh, and this is, it's never explicitly said, but I assume the widow, she is wearing black. It is, you know. It's its the widow, because th- later there's confirmation that he had encountered, Sonny had encountered the okay, widow. Okay, yep. Uh, and she wants MK. Yep. She makes her goal clear. Uh, MK uh, gets up to his stupid shit. Yes. He gets his medallion, but Ryder catches them. And uh, mom recognizes the symbol here. Yes, but doesn't say anything. No, but she knows. Yeah. Uh, and Ryder, for all of his fail suddenness, a pretty good uh, has a pretty good horror movie monster abilities of he can be behind you without you knowing he's there. And this is the second time where MK could have totally taken advantage of the if I bleed my own blood, I, I am a super ninja. <laughs> could have used it at the beginning with the banditos. Yep. Uh, could use it now with Ryder. Hey, oops, okay, I cut myself a little bit, and now I'm doing flippy kicks. I am under the impression that the banditos knew to make sure that he didn't see his own blood. It's possible. Ryder doesn't know. Ryder doesn't know. Ryder's dumb as hell. <laughs> Ryder is dumb as hell. And he's, hey, I'm going to throw him into the crates, and then we'll kill him tomorrow morning as an example to others. Yep. Sonny goes to visit MK in his dungeon cell. He's to be executed in the morning. Sonny frees MK and assists with his escape, which Laris observes. Yes. So this is the fourth time a member of the Baron family is surreptitiously spying on other people without them knowing. <laughs> uh, the Baron calls Sonny to his room. He's seen the wonderlust in his eyes, but we do get a little fake out when he's all like, I know. I know what you did. You've been staring out there. There's nothing out there. Everything's in here. Also, you're moving closer. They talk frankly for a moment. The Baron knows the other Barons are going to be coming for him soon, and he wants Sonny to be closer to help protect his family. Yes. He also knows that Ryder is a fail son. Yes. After this, we find out Ryder is sleeping with his soon-to-be stepmom. Look, I don't agree with it, okay? And it's not my cup of tea, but... It's all over the internet. I okay. don't understand why it's all over the internet. It makes no sense to me, but it's one of the most popular types of pornography. We get some some cuts to the, our main characters. Yep. Ryder is sleeping with his soon-to-be stepmom. Lydia is staring into many, many, many mirrors. What's his? Quinn is just getting smashed on opium. Yep. And MK emerges just outside the walls to run away. All right. Well, that is our episode, Ben. We have to roll some dice and see how far ahead we're going. And I did the math, and we're looking at 2D4 for this show. We did 3D4 for Breaking Bad. It had significantly more seasons. Mm -hmm. So we're going to roll less dice this time. Probably still end up getting through it faster, but yep. we'll see what we roll. Six. Six. So we will be watching season one, episode seven. Yep. Which I'm going to look up real quick. Or, no, we need to do our predictions first. Yes. All right, Ben. Well, before we read our... Uh, Plot synopsis. Before we read our synopsis for episode seven... Why don't we go ahead and make our predictions? All right. My daytime prediction? Yep. Ryder tries to overthrow his dad. Uh, okay. Uh, fun fact, there's only six episodes in season one, so we'll be watching season two, episode one. Oh, damn. Okay. And what is quickly becoming a tradition on this show. Okay. But we have to do all your predictions, and then we'll go from there. Okay. My evening prediction? Azra is real, but it's crappy. <laughs> and my prime time, Lydia kills Quinn and frames Sonny. Man, I do not get nearly as far out there with my predictions, mostly because my prime time prediction is your evening prediction. Oh, okay. Uh, my daytime prediction, Nick Frost shows up. 
I'll take my point. He's in the icon on Netflix. It's the only thing I know about this show. That is cheating. Viva la raza. It's it's an easy point is what it is. It's explicitly cheating. (laughs) I didn't look anything up. I didn't have to. Uh, My evening prediction is that Sonny will betray the Baron Quinn and leave Red Armadillo camp. (gasps) I feel like that's pretty. I think pretty I think it's because he gets framed for murder. Yeah, and then my primetime prediction is, Azra isn't all it's cracked up to be. It is just as bad as the Badlands, if not worse. All right. Okay, so we're skipping ahead now uh, to season two, episode one, Tiger pushes mountain. Stuck in a life of misery as a picker. Sunny forges new bonds and makes a powerful enemy. While training, MK seeks information on the master. Okay. All right. Cool. Remember, if it tries to show us a last time on, we have to skip it. We have to skip that shit. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, we do have one last thing to discuss about which is, of course, how could we possibly thank Right enough? We can't. For letting us use their song, Goon Squad, as our theme song. Fuck yeah, right? Yeah, fuck yeah, Goon Squad. They're awesome. Their new album is great. Yes, it is. You should definitely go listen to it and check out their music anywhere you stream your music. They are 100% worth your time. We'd also like to thank Annette Lucina for the creative commons usage of a picture of a television which forms our podcast we really appreciate you using the creative commons license and letting people like ben and i use art without a need for profit in a way that we can so thank you all right and we will see you all next time on last time on